0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. It's another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Creek. Today, my guest is Carolyn Bloodworth. She is the Executive Director of Corporate Giving here at Consumers Energy. So, Carolyn, if you'd introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started.
1: Well, hello, Bill. Um, thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here. Um, As you said, I'm Carolyn Bloodworth. I have several hats that I wear here for Consumers Energy. Um, In addition to being the Executive Director of Corporate Giving, I am also the Secretary and Treasurer of the Consumers Energy Foundation, as well as the CMS Energy Foundation. So that basically means I'm here to help um, nonprofits and support our corporate and charitable giving, and also included in that is our employee volunteerism as well.
0: So you're not really busy very often,
1: huh? Never busy at all. No, not at all.
0: <laughs> Anyone that follows Carolyn, in, in fact, like the last week, I've seen so many posts. I don't I don't know if there's like a clone. I just don't know how you do it.
1: <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a lot of times. Sleep is not quite the big priority, but I tend to try to catch up on that a little bit more. But um, I'm fueled by being engaged and being involved with people, so I don't mind one bit.
0: Excellent. Well, that's good to know. So the Executive Director of Corporate Giving, that sounds like just an amazing title, but for the members of the audience who aren't really familiar with that, what do you do for a living?
1: So what do I do for a living? Um, I help provide a a face um, to the company in terms of our charitable support for the communities that we serve. And corporate giving is all about making contributions to nonprofits in the communities served by Consumers Energy. Uh, Nonprofits provide a really critical and important piece of the fabric of communities across Michigan. And it's important for us as a utility. We're doing business in Michigan. Our employees live here. Our customers live here and work here. We want to support these communities to make them strong. And nonprofits are a big part of that.
0: Yes, absolutely. And um, I know that I've worked with a few nonprofits that have benefited uh, from the work that we do. And it's interesting because uh, as a utility, many of our customers are our co-workers, are people who are recipients uh, in one way or another from some of these nonprofits as well. So it's uh, when they talk about the circle of life, that really all is all encompassed here.
1: It, it really is. And we, we often talk about work being a family and trying to make sure that we're supporting our own family. Um, we talk about the support that we gave for you and nonprofits you care about, Bill. Um, one of the great things that's part of our philanthropy here at Consumers Energy is we we try to make sure that we're also supporting organizations that are important to our coworkers. So we have programs specifically divine, designed to support those nonprofits where our coworkers are volunteering or where they're making contributions. We try to match those contributions as well.
0: Well, good to know. And we're going to talk a little bit about how, uh, maybe, uh, folks can get in touch with you, uh, through our portal in other ways. But before we do that, I've got to ask. So I, you know, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a policeman. That, that was my thing. I was going to grow up and be a police officer. Um, and, uh, here I am today doing a podcast. So I got to think when Carolyn was a, a young girl growing up, were you thinking, I want to be the executive director of corporate giving?
1: Uh, that's, that's a really great question. I have no idea. Um, when I grew up, I just, I grew up in Jonesville and had a wonderful life. My parents owned a newspaper. I saw the amount of hard work, great work that they had. Um, but I didn't, I knew I didn't want to do that, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I kind of landed at the company while I was a college student and things just kind of took off from there.
0: Well, and if you don't mind my asking, how long ago was that?
1: Um, I started with the company in 1981. So I'm coming up on 42 years with Consumers Energy. So I did start very, very young. Um, And it was a tremendous start. It wasn't my first job by any stretch of the imagination, but it was my first job with a, a very large corporation and first experiences in every way imaginable.
0: Yeah. So, where did you really? Where did you start out then with the company?
1: So, I found a position, a part-time job opening on the job board at Western Michigan University. So, those job boards do work; they do turn into something great. Um, So, I started at our Kalamazoo Service Center. And when the service center was full with about 500 people, because I remember many people pointing out to me, you're the youngest person in this building, which was always fun, because now I think sometimes I'm the oldest person in the building, so that's really interesting. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, but I was a junior office clerk, so started from the ground floor. I was answering the switchboard in the front lobby, greeting guests as they came in to either pay their bills or meet with people in the building. I was making copies. I was pulling service orders for our customer care team at the time, um, doing a little bit of everything.
0: And what an exciting time. I, I can only imagine. And it's funny that you mentioned uh, being the youngest person in the room, uh, because I know when I started here, I um, sometimes some of the folks who've been around for a while would say or do something and I would kind of chuckle like oh come on and now I find myself being that person
1: I am very much aware of that myself as well <laughs> yes I feel bad because now I think back to things people used to say to me because I really don't understand it I get it now I totally get it and I totally understand
0: well and you know you couldn't do the job that you're doing without a real passion uh, for taking care of people so where does that come from
1: well, I, someone had asked me that a long time ago, and I think it came from home. I you know, grew up in a small town, as I mentioned. Um, I remember, and I don't know why I remember this, but I remember my mom was very actively, both, both parents were very actively involved in the community, but my mom walking up and down our street for the March of Dimes. I remember going to doors with her. I had no idea or awareness of what she was doing until later I realized what she was up to. But it just started very early, and so our parents were very encouraging to get out and do whatever you need to do to make things better. So that was just really part of who I was and how I was raised, and so this came very naturally. So when I finally landed in this role after some time with a company, I realized I was home. It made a difference.
0: Yes, and it's, it's funny because I have not – I can't think of a time where I mentioned your name where someone didn't smile <laughs> – and then share a great story. So you really are the face of the company, when it, especially when it comes to taking care of our communities.
1: It's, it's a real honor. Yeah, I have to say. It's very humbling. And it's a real honor. But I get a lot of joy, a, a great deal of joy. And so much of that comes from our coworkers. And tying into what they're doing and the differences that they're making, I get as much joy from that than I do from anything that I might do myself.
0: And I can tell, I wish people could sit here and watch this right now because Carolyn is just smiling from ear to ear. You, you can tell when somebody really enjoys uh, what they do. And I think I've said this before. I think it was Mark Twain that said, if you can find a job that you love doing, you never work a day in your life.
1: That's true. That is very true. And I'd say 99% of the time, that's how I feel. Some of that paperwork or having to tell a lot of people, no, I'm sorry, we can't help you. Then it feels a little bit like work.
0: Yeah, there's always that 1% of the time where it just doesn't (laughs) work the way that we would like it to. So what are some of the things uh, coming up? Now, uh, we're recording this a little bit late in uh, 2022, but this will air in – January of 2023. So I'm sure there's some plans and some things coming up in 23. Can you share some of that with us?
1: Well, sure. And we're right in the thick of creating those plans. But I can tell you, um, it's nice to be back. It's so thrilling to be back here sitting in a room with you in person. Um, So we're building our programs back as, as our employees are back to work. Um, trying to encourage more employees to get out to volunteer, and trying to really support that as best we can, but also really fulfilling our commitment to Michigan through our philanthropy. Um, focusing on our priorities of people, planet, and prosperity, continuing to do good things across the state, and, and really making a difference and meeting the needs where they are.
0: Well, and I, you know, I want to go back to a point too where. Um, corporate giving and philanthropy isn't just about writing checks to to these um, folks. sometimes it's about getting out there and doing the hard work. and so what are some of the things that our volunteers have done you know over the past year that really uh, stand out in your mind?
1: Oh sure. Um, first thing that when, as soon as you mention that I think of Habitat for Humanity. It's one of those very natural um, organizations where engaging employees, engaging, Um, residents in the community together to build homes or renovate homes and neighborhoods to make them better places for families. Um, That's a always been a very strong priority for us. We provide a great deal of funding for Habitat for Humanity across the state. Um, we engage Habitat for Humanity um, organizations with a lot of our energy efficiency programming, which is really wonderful. A lot of the Habitat work involves um, upgrading homes and making sure they're more energy efficient, giving them better appliances, you know, caulking the windows and making sure their energy bills are reduced. Um, but we also send in a lot of employees to help out as Well, and that makes a difference, and I think that sometimes is the secret sauce for us. It's it's wonderful to write a check, no question. Those nonprofits need money, but we send our employees out, and quite often our employees get very attached, and they recognize the value of what they're doing. They go back and they show up again, or they get some interest, and they sometimes might join a board because they've become so passionate about the organization, and that's exactly what we want to see.
0: Well, and I know that uh, many times those board seats have been instrumental in helping people. I uh, interviewed one of our co-workers uh, who, um, because he, there were troubles of his family, he and his sister were involved in a a, um, a group in Detroit that uh, Patty had sat on their board. And to see that he was able to finish school, go to college, and come work here as a result of, of that work uh, was just amazing.
1: It, it, it is. It's, um, it's very fulfilling, um, and I think anyone who volunteers, they don't really truly realize the impact that they can make, even as an individual, and it doesn't take your entire life to do that work. Even just a few hours a day, a week, a month, really has an impact on people's lives.
0: Well, and I would say, too, when you mentioned Habitat for Humanity, um, I've, I've been on a couple of builds and I would say this to the audience, if you want to go home tired yes. but feel really good about what you accomplished that day in a very different way than you might feel about any work that you do in your office, check out Habitat for Humanity. Those builds are just it's indescribable. You have to actually experience it, I think.
1: You, you really do. And you learn new skills. Um, I do remember, I I learned some skills at a habitat build that I was not sure I wanted to go home and tell my husband about, because then he would have known I could have helped him at home projects, because I now had that skill. But it's, it's a wonderful way to learn. And obviously, these team-building opportunities, a habitat build or going out to clean up a park. We have a lot of employees that do a great deal of work during Earth Month in April. We go out and we clean up parks and clean up rivers, and we're picking up trash and removing invasive species. But what we're also doing is we're working together as a team to make a difference, and that is incredibly valuable. Well,
0: you know, I learned a lot about uh, the teams that I have been on here at Consumers through those efforts, I recall a Habitat build in Midland, this has been a few years ago, but uh, Guy Packard and Chris Shellberg and uh, some other folks who, who are retired now were all there. And I look back at those pictures and I remember um, not only were we really helping this family out, but we had a really good time doing it mm-hmm. and we really got to know things about each other that we wouldn't have known if, if we'd just passed in the office.
1: Without question. Um, I think back to a lot of volunteer activities. I was real involved with the Relay for Life here in Jackson for many years. I made some of my dearest, closest work friends because we're all there supporting a cause that's that we all care about very deeply. But then you learn about them in a very different way. Things that just don't come up in a natural meeting or a setting or a virtual setting you have at work, it, those things don't happen unless you're outside of the work setting.
0: Well, and you, you talk about Relay for Life. That's interesting because when I first started here, uh, that was a really big deal. Like I remember Relay for Life and some of the folks that were involved in that. And I know over the years, it's sort of dwindled down a bit. And then I know when the pandemic hit, a lot of things that we do, we didn't do anymore. But I know this past year, we started getting involved in it again. And uh, my hope is that next year, we'll see it grow bigger and bigger and get to the point where it was before.
1: Without question. Um Cancer is one of those very sad um, circumstances where virtually everyone's been touched by it. So it's really easy to connect people in that way. Um, but at the same time, a lot of those events and things have changed, and the pandemic did change. And I feel for nonprofits because they've had to adjust. They've, they've had to adapt to, to agility Measures that I think we've never even imagined. I mean, we've all dealt with it ourselves here at work, but if you think about a nonprofit whose main income for the year was based on certain special fundraising events, and those went away. So how are they going to manage, and what are they going to do? Because they're providing critical and important services.
0: Well, and if you want to exercise your agility muscle, please join the board of a nonprofit uh, I've, I've seen it, and it, they do amazing things with sometimes with nothing. It's, it's almost magical.
1: It, it really is. Um, I talk about our coworkers and the friendships I've made. I have friends in the community from that board involvement as well. But I often tell coworkers of ours, if they really want to do some professional development and they don't see it immediately at work, they need to get out in the community. We Diversity is a very big priority for us at Consumers Energy. Being on a board provides a level of diversity that you don't see back in the office. Because all of us at the office, we have common we have a common characteristic, a common bond. We have the same paycheck. We have the same goals. Many of us have the same leaders. So there's a lot of commonality there at work. You go to an outside board to work together, everybody's coming in with a very different um, thinking, different priorities, and it's a wonderful, wonderful way to educate yourself on community, how to work together, how to grow your leadership skills, maybe how to exercise some of the great skills that you have yourself that you can provide to the organization too.
0: Well, you make a great point. So it reminds me of the time I spent in the Michigan National Guard And, uh, you know, it's citizen soldiers. So we all came from different walks of life and different neighborhoods. And we brought that to our decision-making, uh, while we were in the, in the, in the national guard. And I just remember seeing these amazing ideas come out of problem solving, uh, especially in combat, um, where if we were all thinking the same way, we probably never would have reached that conclusion. And I can see that, uh, not only did that help, the national guard, but that also helped those employers when those people came back. So to your point, not only do we bring those diverse thoughts to those boards and those things that we work on, um, it helps us think differently when we come back here too.
1: Without question.
0: Which is always good. I think uh, having diversity of thought uh, really helps come up with some pretty interesting ways to solve problems. Um, so I do want to ask though, uh, if I wanted to uh, get involved with, uh, either volunteering or with a nonprofit, if I work for Consumers Energy, um, and let's say I want to go volunteer and go do something, um, what do I do here to make sure that, uh, that you know that we're doing this?
1: Sure. Thank you, Bill. Your payment will come later. Um, no problem. So for those of us, I know not everyone's with the company um, that listens to this, but for employees and retirees of Consumers Energy, CMS Energy, we have um, what we call the Volunteer Portal. And we would love for employees to go out onto that portal and log their hours, their time that they're volunteering. You know, coaches, um, people that are supporting the PTA, the band boosters, serve on a nonprofit board. Um, whatever you might be doing as a, in a volunteer capacity, we would love for you to put that time in the portal. And what will happen when you put that time in the portal, if you are volunteering with a 501c3 organization, once you start accumulating hours, you'll reach a threshold of 20 hours, and this wonderful technology is going to send you a message and tell you you've earned a $100 that you can direct to any 501c3 nonprofit organization. And that just grows. The more time you put in, the more dollars you will be able to distribute, up to $5,000 in a calendar year.
0: Wow. It's, I mean, that's 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 not small potatoes. It's not <laughs>
1: small potatoes. So this is a, an enhancement over a program that we've had here at the company for nearly 30 years. It's been through the foundation where we used to have you fill out a form. Then you had to get the form signed, get the form back. You'd send it to my team, and then my team would have to process the check. We'd send you the check. And then you can imagine that was very manual, very time-consuming. Um, often people might have lost or misplaced checks. Um, timing was always challenging because of the time you had to do all of that, mail, not always entirely reliable. So we've mechanized everything. We're usually using technology. So we've really adapted and embraced the company's, um, what we call the CE way, trying to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make life easier for everyone. Um, and the program is, so, is still available. Also, if we have employees that go out in a group, say five people go out and walk for the Relay for Life, or maybe they're going to go bowling for Big Brothers Big Sisters, maybe they're going to do a Habitat build. If there are five of them that go out together, we want them to go back into that portal and make sure that they report that time because that group of employees that are out volunteering earns $250 for that nonprofit.
0: Oh, so, you know, I've been here for a little while. I didn't know that either.
1: Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) And don't forget, we're happy to outfit employees with T-shirts. We have lots of blue T-shirts that we would love to put on the backs of our employees just to show them that we care. And we would love for the community to know that we're out there and doing wonderful things. And it's part of the fabric of who we are as a company. I think it's really inherent in utilities. This is how we operate. We are just we're uh fully into the community as a business and we're fully into the community as a care for what's happening as well.
0: Yes, I have a couple of those t-shirts. Good. Uh it seems that every time I do a voluntary event, I forget my t-shirt. So <laughs> someone's someone's nice enough to give me. Uh, so yes. if anyone's looking for an extra large <laughs> t-shirt, I have a couple that maybe I could uh, donate back if you need them. <laughs> but uh no, it's it's so it's been a lot of fun to do these things. Um what if I am what if I don't work for Consumers Energy and say I'm a nonprofit? How, how can I maybe uh, engage your team then?
1: Oh, there's lots of ways to do that. So if you're a nonprofit um, in, our service ter- in, in our service territory for Consumers Energy, if you're looking for ways to obtain funding from us, there is a website, www.consumersenergy.com backslash foundation. And you will see our priorities listed, and you will see ways that you can apply for assistance from us for grants. Um, We also have sponsorships, so also part of my team. We also provide um, support for events and activities. So this is separate from grant making. Mm -hmm. So we have a foundation foundation. And we also have corporate grant making as well. So you think about some of the events and activities in Michigan that are really pure Michigan. I mean, you just came back from Art Prize this fall. Um, we support uh, the Cherry Festival in Traverse City, the Osable Canoe Marathon. Oh, one of my um,
0: personal favorites, by the way. Yes, of course. But I love that. Of
1: one. course, it's one of my favorites. I mean, how many how many events go across five of our dams? When you think about it, the connections to consumers and the Canoe Marathon are so strong. It, it, that would be one that would be very difficult for us to, to um, turn away from because we've, we've been so actively involved since the beginning. But there are a number of festivals and events throughout Michigan that we support every year. And so... Nonprofits are encouraged to look online and find the correct application. And I believe my phone number and my email is on the website, so they're welcome to um, call me or send an email to ask questions, and we're happy to help.
0: So, uh, listen up because if you are struggling with that application, there is help. And I know that Carolyn is more than happy to help walk through that because uh, she's helped me walk through it a couple <laughs> of times. So, um, so that's a couple of ways that uh, we can get involved either if you work for consumers energy, um, or if you do not. And if you work for consumers energy, um, you know, feel free to reach out to Carolyn and her team, uh, to find out how to support those uh, nonprofits, uh, not only through, um, hard work but through some cold cash sometimes
1: cold cash um that's another exciting change that we just did um later later part of 2022 Um, we have a matching gifts program and we've had a matching gifts program with the company for many many years predates me but we enhanced it when we went to this new technology we enhanced the program and we recognize that employees like to donate to a lot of different causes so we will now contribute, um, contribute. we will match employee donations to any 501c3. We will also match retiree donations to any 501c3. And all of this is done using that CE volunteer portal. So we are more than happy to help in that way. And it also provides us as a company with an opportunity to support organizations that our employees care about that we may not necessarily naturally support they may not directly line up with our three priorities of people planet prosperity but we know they're important
0: All right. So good to know all that. I do want to ask a question though. So if I'm a retiree, Mm -hmm. how do I get to the portal?
1: You need to contact us. Okay. Yes. Volunteers at CMSEnergy.com, I believe is the email. We need to set up a profile for them. So they need to contact us. So we'll get them all set up. And I have a great team that will work directly with them to make sure they were just working this morning with a retiree that needed to get in and make sure that they could get access to all of these programs.
0: So you hear that retirees. I know that uh, a lot of you have uh, given your time and your sweat to these programs and you can continue to do that as a member of the consumers energy and CMS family. Absolutely. Carolyn, we are getting close to the end of the podcast. Uh, but before we go, um, I would just like to ask, you know, what message would you like our listeners to take from this conversation today?
1: Sure. Um, Well, Bill, I know we've had a rough couple years. All of us have. And it's even the whole year of 2022 was challenging. You think about inflation, you think about a lot of trauma for a lot of individuals and families across Michigan and across the United States. Um, There are ways to help people. And the best way to help people, you're also helping yourself. So I just encourage people to think about what they could do to just make a difference for someone else, whether it's maybe donating a little bit of money, but it could be just donating a little bit of time um, because you're not only making an impact on someone else's life, you will be changed yourself. I can assure you, you will be in many different ways. And there's ways to bring your family into that as well. Every little bit makes a difference and the need doesn't always go away for other people. So anything that we can do to make a difference will be very, very much appreciated.
0: What a wonderful message. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You know, uh, you might not know this, but Carolyn has been uh, really good about <laughs> sending me the names of people who should be on the podcast. And a lot of the people you've listened to over this past year especially have come directly from her. So uh, it was a big score for me to get Carolyn to agree to come on the podcast because she never gave me her own name. It was always someone
1: else's. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been my pleasure.